Hey there, chefs. Hi, guys. It's me, Bender. And it's me, Nicholas. I'm just, uh... I'm all out of my beer. I'm all out of beer. <laughs> I'm so lost without you. <laughs> yeah. We covered a lot of ground tonight. Not any particular ground that we set out to cover. It was just... You could call it a shit show. We just bounced around. I was at work earlier today, and I was like, "We should just rename this the Super Divorce Shitcast." <laughs> <laughs> when we were talking about names initially, I believe I, I the Super Divorce Shit, shit Show was one it of was. Them. I think yeah. it was. Yeah. Supercast is a little more family friendly for all of the families that get together and. The Super Divorce Crap Show. Yeah. <laughs> so, I know we have lots of families that... So many families. They listen to our podcast while they eat dinner every night. Yep. Anyway, um, we've, uh, we've got a pre-order campaign going on for our album right now. And uh, you can pre-order action figures on CD, vinyl... Cassette tape, digital, you can get a t-shirt, you can get stickers, buttons, all sorts of things that are Indiegogo page. Um, yeah, and by the way, uh, as we've said before, you don't, we don't need to reach our goal right. for all of this stuff to happen. There are boxes of CDs right over there on that chair, and there is a box of buttons and stickers right on the floor next to me. Yeah. So, like, it's all happening. It's you done. guys just need to buy it. Just whatever you want, just buy it. The goal is 5000 It's not like we don't hit it that we're not going to release this stuff because we've already got it. It's just that's... It felt like a good number. Yeah, it's just like, hey, if, so if like, we make this cool. Yeah. So it'd still be cool to do it. Yeah. So get your pre-order in, and um, that'll just make sure that you get your stuff early. You'll get it, like, before anyone else. And, and also, at a discount. Right. Everything's at a discount right now. So uh, from, like, 12 to 50. 50% off of what we will be selling things for on our official website once this pre-order campaign ends. Yeah. So if you're going to buy this stuff and you know it, you might as well get it now because it's not going to be cheaper than it is at the moment. Right. And you can uh, you can check out the pre-order campaign. Um, we have a stickied uh, pinned post on Facebook at facebook.com slash superdivorce. And it's the first post on our page. There's a link right there to the uh, Indiegogo page where you can pre-order. And I think we're right... We are just under. It's like two ninety eight. We've got like yeah. two hundred ninety eight dollars total just right now. Just under three hundred, and like almost two months left to go. So right. we're not sweating about where we are. We've got a big PR campaign coming up, and videos that are going to be released. And we're going to the be... PR campaign going to include the Indiegogo. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. So uh, maybe we'll get some out of state pre orders. Thank you to everybody that's pre ordered so far, though. We, yeah. we see your names and we appreciate you. I know a lot of our friends have pre ordered, and that's really awesome of you guys. Yeah. Um, you know who you are. So thank you for that. Yes. And you'll be getting, if you pre order by the end of the day today, if you're listening on Friday when this is released, then you will, uh, you will get access a week early to our video 
the full video for The Predator, which is going to be our first single. Yeah. And that will be coming out for everyone else next Friday yeah. on uh, September 8th, I believe. A week from today. Yeah. So, um, yeah, other than that, as, as usual, all across social media, check us out. Instagram at Super Divorce Band, Twitter at Super Divorce, and uh, that's pretty much where we are right now. And SuperDivorceMe.com. Right, that's the that's the mother base. That's our 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 home our home page. Yeah. Uh, if you want to find me on social media, I am most active on Instagram. Probably, if you want to, basically, if you want to see pictures of my movie collection, follow me on Instagram <laughs> at BenderButt. And if you want to follow Nick on social media, just literally go to any social media and type in at Nicholas Villars and see if he's there or not. I think I'm the only Nicholas Villars, like, in Ever. general. I'm not the only Zach Bender. I met another Zach Bender one time. Did you? Yeah. Where? At a hookah bar. Oh, wow. He was, like, from South Carolina or some shit. He was just there, and he was like, my name's Zach. And I was like, mine too. He's like, I'm Zach Bender. And I was like, no, you're not. <laughs> Looked at his driver's license and everything. Wow. Yeah. Two Zach Benders. We hung out all night. It was weird. That's shocking. It is. Were you, were you jolted? Did it jolt you? It was just like a very odd like thing. Yeah. It was not like looking in a mirror, because no. he was very different than me. Mm-hmm. Um... He was kind of like a neck beard. Yeah. He's a nice guy. It was just like... It's just a very odd thing to be like, oh, my name's Zach Bender. It's like, hmm. Well, that's my name, you know? <laughs> it's true. Stop stealing my name. It's a true story. Well, uh, this is a good episode. As It's always a good episode. Yeah. And... Uh, um, we talk about a lot of different things and uh, you can listen to it right now so please do enjoy chefs we are not getting a divorce we are not getting a divorce hey man welcome to the super divorce supercast this is nicholas and bender we just got back once again from Super Divorce Gets Beer. We walked over to the Quick Stop, got ourselves a six pack of uh, Mad Tree's Dream Sickle. We were. And my son got himself a bag of Fritos. Yeah, Lazarus came with us, so you'll get to see that on the video. But uh, we picked this up. I kind of chose it because uh, we were going to get an Oktoberfest, but it's still so nice out. Yeah. Uh, we kind of thought we'd get the last of like the summer beers in, or I thought we'd get the last of the summer beers in. And Dreamsicle sounds pretty good, so... Yeah. Sounds like a, a, a good end. Yeah. To a nice summer, because it's almost September. Wow. Hmm. Tomorrow? Tomorrow mm-hmm. is September. Hmm. It's definitely not as orangey as I thought it was going to be. Yeah. But it's good. It is good. It's, uh... If IPAs tasted like this, mm-hmm. I would drink IPAs. Because it's a little bitter. I think it's from the, uh... It says it's 
an ale with vanilla beans, orange peel, and orange juice added. And so I think adding the peel yeah. kind of gives it a little bit of that bitterness. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's not overpowering. I was expecting it to be like a creamsicle type mm-hmm. beer. Almost like the uh, not your father's type stuff. You know? Yeah. yeah. This is really good, good though. though. It's nice and refreshing. Mm-hmm. There's a great big octopus on the can. It's a yellow and orange can predominantly. Did you see this video going around on Facebook of this uh, this soup I can't remember where they're serving it. I'm pretty sure it's like a Japanese restaurant. Right. But they um, they bring you a bowl of soup, and it has like a pretty sure it's a squid on top, uh-huh. like a like a fully intact squid, but its head's been cut off. Okay. Like where the the brain is. Okay. But all the tentacles are there, like fully on the body. And when you pour the soy sauce on, it causes the muscles to spasm. Yeah, and I've seen stuff like that. Wriggling around, like falls out of the bowl. Yeah, and it, I just I don't I can't imagine just picking up a moving tentacle and eating. Yeah, it. I know. Um, have you seen Old Boy? I never have. Really? Yeah. We need to watch Old Boy, or you need to watch Old Boy, or something. It's excellent excellent revenge film but there's a scene in that uh where he like goes into a sushi restaurant and sits down and just like orders a live squid Mm -hmm. and they just like give him this like wriggling octopus it's either an octopus or a squid on a plate or whatever and he just fucking picks it up and starts eating it and its tentacles are like sticking to his face while he's trying to chew it and they're all Mm -hmm. like down his chin and he just like live uncooked just mm. eats it and it's the grossest thing I've ever seen yeah apparently you have to be careful when you do that because the suction cups on the tentacles can stick to the inside of your throat and close off your breathing so so you want to chew it up real good yeah <laughs> before you you do you really do swallow a moving tentacle yeah yeah or maybe you just don't eat moving tentacles that's like another thing you could do Right. But I guess if you're going to chew them up real nice first. Mm-hmm. I've always, and I feel like this is bad because of, I don't know how endangered they are or whatever, but I've always been intrigued to try shark fin soup. As long as it actually has shark fin in it. Like, I don't know. That could just be a thing. Like, turtle soup doesn't have fucking turtle in it. I mean, I know you can eat shark because, uh, well, when I, before I started eating fish again, I was looking at, like, which types were, because there's, you hear about, like, mercury content and stuff. Mm-hmm. Certain types of fish are higher in mercury content, and you don't want to eat those all the time. Right. And shark is one that apparently is very high in mercury, so you can, if you're eating it constantly, you can develop some health issues. Yeah. Also, certain, like, shittier brands tend to be higher in mercury. Hmm. Um, I think stuff that's wild-caught is a little more pure, which I try and I try and keep an eye yeah. out for. Salmon's good for you, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Salmon seems to be safe, like, uh, cod 
generally is pretty good. Tuna? Yeah. I get a good deal of tuna. Yeah. That's another one, though. If you get it from a really shitty source, it can be... Pretty bad. Yeah. Hmm. But I buy uh, Wild Planet tuna. And they have a... They're, like, top-of-the-top rating as far as, like, purity and, and all that jazz. Yeah. It's good. It is good, too. Yeah. And I know tuna is one of those things people are generally like. They love really like it or they hate it. Like, I like it. I don't know. When I was a kid, I couldn't stand being in the same room as someone who was eating tuna. Yeah. I just thought it tasted or the smell was so, like, pungent and overbearing. But Have you seen that, uh, that fish that comes in a can that people are opening on YouTube and it's you, it's like a some sort of like pickled fish, Mm-mm. and you open it, and it's like people are puking because the smell is so bad. Mm-mm. No, I've I've seen uh, on Bizarre Foods, Andrew Zimmern one time went to this place where they've got this delicacy that is like fish that they bury underground for years and let it ferment. And they bring it back up, yeah. like, however many years later, and they age it like wine or something, you know, but he oh. tried that one time, and, like, as soon as they brought it to him, he was just like, I'm not going to lie, this this is one of the worst smelling things that I've ever been around in my life, and he said the same thing when he tasted it, he was just like, that was one of the most disgusting things I've ever put in my mouth, but yeah, it's crazy how stuff like that just becomes... Mmm, exquisite, you know, like... I had a durian one time. That's supposed to be a very stinky, smelly fruit Mm -hmm. that uh, they've done on Bizarre Foods or maybe No Reservations, too, and they've watched, oh, the smell is just, like, god-awful or whatever. But my uh, sister's boyfriend is... uh... God. I'm probably going to be wrong... I think his family, some of his family is from Cambodia. Mm-hmm. Could be wrong. But he, like, eats fermented duck eggs and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but he brought a durian to the house one time, and we had it. And, uh, like, it's not, it's not bad. I don't think, I it was, the one he brought us was refrigerated, so I think that probably helped to, like, calm the smell a little. Because mm-hmm. it really didn't smell that bad. Uh, and then it tasted like a cross between a pineapple and a banana. Mm. Like, imagine a very mild pineapple taste with the feel of, like, a unripened banana. Mm. So like, kind of, kind of dries your mouth out when you eat it. No, it doesn't. It's not. Yeah. It's not too dry. It's just like very. It's kind of firm. It's almost like eating, um, like ice cream that you can just barely get your spoon into. Hmm. Okay. When you mentioned an unripened banana, yeah, you that like, it's not yeah. so. Ch- it's not like, so chalky and yeah. waxy. Mm-hmm. It's not so waxy. But it wasn't, uh, it wasn't, it wasn't too, wasn't that bad. I don't know if I could do a fermented duck egg, though. Those things are, like, black and... 
gross. I saw another one of those videos come up in my feed today that was like, would you eat fertilized duck egg? And it was like, I didn't even watch it. I just saw like the top of it taken off, you know, and it looks like there's some kind of thing inside. Oh, and they and like, like eat and they like chew the little, uh, I think they do. I feel like I've mm. seen people do that. I'm going to have to pass on that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, thanks. So, this uh, past weekend, we had a get-together at my house um, for the big Conor McGregor-Floyd Mayweather fight mm -hmm. that... What time did you end up leaving? It wasn't too long after the fight. It's so, so unfortunate because, like, that turned into, like, a top five hangout for me of all time. Yeah, I heard like you a, guys had a good time. Yeah. Really bummed out you couldn't be here for the yeah, rest of I think of I had it. to work. Yeah, I think you said even though you, I believe you, you had mentioned you went in at 8 instead of the normal time and yeah. you know, so that's why you didn't feel like you had to get out of here too early Right, right. Because that's kind of late for you, but yeah the fight didn't go as I wanted it to I know. I got super it was beyond beyond butthurt. You didn't even say goodbye to me that's how butthurt you were. <laughs> I was I was devastated. That was the most emotionally impacted I've ever been by any sort of sporting event in my entire life. Yep. Easily. I wept. <laughs> I'm not even lying. Yeah. It was a it was a big, big deal. Partially because of not it, and it wasn't like a butt hurt thing either. Like initially after the fight, yeah, I was pissed off when the fight got stopped. But it was like the way that you might be brought to tears over a really uh, a movie that you really connect with or something like that. Yeah. This was something that I've been following for you know nearly a year now. That when it was first talked about. You know, it was completely... The idea of it was just laughed at. Mm -hmm. That's never going to happen. That is just a stupid idea, you know, a guy's talking out of his ass. And then once they made it official, then it was like, oh, well, he's going to get blown out of the water. He's not going to land a punch, you know? And it was a good fight. Yeah. But, yeah. So it's, uh, as I mentioned on a Facebook post, showed that... Even if you believe completely and put all of your effort into something, it's still not guaranteed. Right. So, if you want to do something, you better go all in. Because if going all in, if, you, if doing that doesn't guarantee success for you, what makes you think you'd, you'd be successful if you don't at least give the best that you have to give, you know, so... But, uh, it was, but once we got through the uh, drama of the fight, we had a really fun evening, and I'm honestly surprised the cops didn't get called. Yeah. We were, like, all in our underwear at one point on my front that. porch, yeah. and I uh, ended up having a pretty intense grappling session. Well, twice. First, I... 
I had a good grappling match with Jess. Apparently she came at me and <laughs> we ended up sparring for oh my God. a little bit and then then Jason and I had a, a good old fashioned matchup. Uh we used to wrestle a bit back in high school. And uh you know, so that got pretty intense. <laughs> I lost my earring. I still haven't found it yet. Oh man. So that sucks. But I'm glad it didn't get ripped out. Yeah, least. for sure. <laughs> So that's, uh, yeah, was, there was a good amount of vomiting. I didn't yeah, which, throw up. Yeah, which surprised me. I I just didn't expect that from the people who did. <laughs> yeah. Two uh, heavy hitters. Yeah, two heavy hitters were down, and I was sitting there with, like, six beers and three shots in me, and I was just like, guys, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, well, I... And I'm a lightweight. Just, yeah, I just want to throw out there. <laughs> yeah. Two heavy hitters were down, and I'm a lightweight. And I was just like, can I have another shot? I don't know yeah, what's happening. I, know. I don't know how that happened. Because, um, well, my buddy Corey, who I had gone back and forth about this fight with for months. You know, he was, he was the Mayweather guy. And we had a bet, which I lost. And I'm gonna own up to it. Yeah, and he even he even gave me an out the other day, where he was like, he was like, you know, I know our wager was kind of, you know, kind of big. Basically, I have to get a 50 and 0 tattoo on me. Oh, I thought so, you were gonna tattoo 50 and 0 on him. I get to. Oh, that's part of it. But you, but have it's to like a celebration for him. Uh huh. Because Floyd Mayweather retired 50 and 0. But I also have to get 50 and 0 tattooed oh, on me. Oh, I didn't know that. And I have to let him do it. Oh. So, he told me the other day, if you don't want to go through with it, it's okay. We can come up with something else. And I was like, nope. I'm a man of my word. We made our bet. I'm going to go through with it. It's not the worst tattoo ever. Like, no. I, I know, I understand that as a McGregor super fan. Yeah. Like, it's, that's harsh. Like, yeah, but here's, to what do. I, here's what I said to him. I said, you get a tattooed on me. I get to decide what it means when I look at it. So exactly, I see it as this dude went in there, having never boxed a professional day in his life, mm-hmm. and he landed more punches than some of uh, Mayweather's most formidable opponents in his entire career, namely Manny Pacquiao, who he fought, you know, well, two fights ago. Right. Uh, two fights before the McGregor one who everyone thought if anyone was going to beat Mayweather it was him so I see some silver linings there yeah. and some things about hard work and dedication and such so now I just have to figure out where I want to get that tattoo I was thinking really yeah I just pointed to my knuckles by the way being interesting I've well, I've been considering knuckle tats for some. I know years what I want now. on my knuckles. I just have to be in a position to you know get them. Yeah. I think I always I know like a lot of like the traditional something very traditional is to be like to get love and hate yeah. or whatever. And I have always wanted to get just love, mm. like just on one hand and love on the other, because mm-hmm. I am not a fighter. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so I, when I am able to get knuckle tattoos, I mean, since before I was getting tattooed, I wanted just love. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be kind of cool to... You can get your... But now you can get your... People do their bottom knuckles, too. Do they? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's... It doesn't seem as impactful, though, because you no. put the... You know, put your fists out there and bring them together, and it's like, mmm, there's my message, mm-hmm. mofo. That's what everyone says yeah. with knuckle tats. There's my message, mofo. Mm-hmm. But, uh... Yeah. Oh, I, this is jumping around a little bit. But I was going to tell you, um, if you have, like, twenty nine ninety nine, you can get Lawbreakers on PS4, because I just bought it to play with my cousin, and he's going to try and get a couple of his friends to play, and I was like, maybe we can get a little clan team going. Not KKK clan, okay? If you're not a... Ha! If you're not a gamer, if you're not a game assassin, yeah, you might not know, but oftentimes in first-person shooters, teams who play together often are called clans. clans. You get a clan going. But it's like, I did pretty well. It took a little bit to get used to playing on a controller as opposed to playing on the, the old PC. I still prefer the mouse and keyboard setup, but it's, it's, not, it's not bad. It's just, it's quite a bit slower, you know. You can't whip around like you can using a mouse, I feel. Right. At least I'm not, I'm not comfortable playing with a high sensitivity using a thumbstick. I'm not either. And I don't know if we've talked about this before, but I remember reading, like, a, a Game Informer article years ago about, like, the Halo World Championships, and they were talking about, like, the greatest players, and it listed their stats and, like, what their settings were and everything. And it was, like, the top five players in the world all had, like, nearly the lowest sensitivity. And that was really eye-opening, because I was... I always imagined that, like, the best players are just... Yeah. But I think it just shows that that's kind of a limitation of using a controller. If you know the maps and you can put yourself in a better position, it's just much more accurate to use it on a lower setting with a thumbstick. Because the slightest movement whips you around, and then you have to move it back in right. place. It's just really tough to try and get accurate with that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'd have to get PS Plus too. I don't have that. Oh, you don't? No. Maybe. Uh, yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Because if it's if if it's twenty nine ninety nine now, it'll stay that price or it'll only go down yeah. like because it's a brand new game mm-hmm. um, I could at least maybe I might be able to at least get it in practice mm-hmm. before I before I get plus and then can jump into your clan but if you think about it this way even well what are they oh well I can't practice there's it's only online isn't it I think there might be, like, an arena mode where you can just run around and, like, kind of get used to the maps and stuff. I don't know if there's any bots. setting to put bots in, because I've never tried it, honestly, uh-huh. but, uh, 
But even if you did need to get plus, the price of plus for whatever, if you got like a three-month card plus the game would be the price of like a new game by itself most of the time. Yeah, but if, I mean, I in, yes, I get that, but if I'm going to get, well, three months. I was just saying, if I'm going to get plus, I just want to fucking get it for a year. Well, like, that's I don't, understandable. I don't really see the point in spending... You, I mean, yeah, like twenty dollars. Yeah, for three months, like it's like okay, just spend another twenty ish, another twenty five, yeah. and get it for an entire year. I don't think the the three month price is like that good of a deal. And they do run those specials. You could always check from time to time. They'll have like the year price, you know, is down ten dollars or something. Mm-hmm. I know, I need to just kind of give it... Because Tyler asked me to play, like, Destiny 2 with him. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I just... I, the other thing is, like, I feel like I'm I'm never fucking home. Like, mm-hmm. I would really have to make time for it. Yeah. Which, if, if, I, if I was in a clan or whatever, if I had a dude that was like, yo, I'm going to play at this time on this day every fucking week. Like, yeah. That would make it easier... Um, than just being like, hey, do you want to play tonight? Because I'm yeah. always just... I well, thought... last night he he texted me, and he was like, hey, I'm about to play. And I was like, okay. And I got on, and we played for, like, you know, 40 minutes. And just like, all right, this is going to be my last round. That's the cool thing about a game like that is you just... You hop in, and you have a few, a few rounds, and it's like, all right. Yeah. And if you play somewhat consistently, I feel like you start picking up the nuances and you remember the maps and everything and right. strategy and everything. So it's it's really when you just play once in a blue moon and you get back on there and you suck because you've you've forgotten everything that, you know, made you good. You have to play at least somewhat consistently. But you don't have to play for hours at a time to get better, mm-hmm. I guess is kind of a good thing about it. Because I rarely have time for marathon sessions anymore. Yeah. I I tossed uh, I tossed Doom in yesterday. I was, I was just thinking Doom. It's, yeah, and that's it's still it's so good. I love the story in that game. Yeah, it's somewhat understated. You know, people don't really talk about it, but I I love finding like when you would come upon the uh, like the Doom Slayer sections uh-huh. and you get like the narrator going through the story of what the doom slayer was all about yeah i think that's pretty cool it's such a such a badass game great wanted, soundtrack too yeah i wanted to make doom 2 really really bad mm-hmm. i'm uh, i'm still waiting i think it's just about out but i'm still waiting for the uncharted lost legacy uh, it might be out now, isn't it? I think it's I think it's it's either out, it either just came out, or it's very, very, very close to being out. I think it is out. I was on PSN the other day. Mm-hmm. You know what I actually really want? Um, I want to get Tekken 7. I, I think the Tekken games are kind of cool. I've never been very good. I've, I've never been good at a fighting game, but... I would like to get the new Dragon Ball fighting game when it comes out. Oh yeah, that looks so definitely. Cool. That one, that one will be sweet. And I've been watching uh, 
super every day as well. Have you? It's really good. I don't. You have you gone yeah. through any Dragon Ball Z or Dragon Ball? I made it. I got through the Cell Saga when it was on Toonami, I think. Mm. So pretty, like, kind of wishy-washy, but I've, I've seen the major plots in the Cell Saga. And then, uh, I think I got to... I got a little bit into Boo. I never, mm. I've never seen the Kid Boo Saga. I'll, tell, I'll say that. Did I ever let you borrow the new movies? Yes. Okay. I've seen Resurrection awesome. F, and I've seen, um... Battle, Battle of Gods. Gods. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen both of those. Yeah. I don't know if you know anything about Super. I know but... they, like, episode... They they did the movies episodically, mm-hmm. and then now they're in... I know they're in, like, an other world tournament right now, or some yeah. shit like that, or a Dimension tournament. I'm still... I'm still on the Battle of Gods episodes right now, So I just started watching it recently. Okay. I'm on, like, episode 11... And Goku just, you know, turned Super Saiyan God. Okay, that's the red one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Does he go Super Saiyan Blue in Resurrection F? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And so does Vegeta. Vegeta, yeah. I uh, yeah. Well, I'm not gonna say anything because I've seen some videos on Facebook that are that are spoilers because it's mm-hmm. stuff that's happening in the other world tournament. Yeah. Um. I think it's really awesome when they achieve, like, a new Super Saiyan form, mm-hmm. and then I think it's, well, never mind. I'm not going to say that, because that's, eh. Are you alluding to, like... They don't achieve, I'm not, there's not a new form. It's still God in blue. Yeah. But um, I, I know there is, like, a deal with Goku, like, Goku Black or something like that. I saw that. I I haven't seen like some it happen yeah. or anything like that. Yeah. I'm just saying. What I was gonna say is, I saw a fight scene where Goku like goes Super Saiyan God and kind of gets his butt kicked, and then he's just like, oh, "Okay, J.K.," and just like goes to blue. Mm-hmm. And I'm like. So, I think when they, they achieve, like, a new Super Saiyan form, and then the fact that they sort of just, like, go to it all the time mm-hmm. almost, like, devalues how powerful that Super Saiyan is supposed to be. Yeah, well, you just have to... I think if you if you watch the entire series and you've seen what that form did at another time... It kind of has this background thing for you where, like, you remember how monumental it was when they achieved that form to begin with, right. and then it's like, oh shit, that does nothing now? Well, right. have to yeah. go somewhere else. Because, I know, like, and then it's it's also, like, it's, it's, it's just silly, like, there's always somebody way fucking stronger. Well, yeah, it's like Beerus shows up, and, you know, he meets Goku on King Kai's planet for the first time, and Goku goes... Super Saiyan 3 and Beerus like flicks him on the head yeah and he just yeah slams down and is just like obliterated uh huh and you remember that like Goku going Super Saiyan 3 was like the coolest thing to happen in Dragon Ball Z because of fucking hair yeah giant hair and everything yeah and the eyes look different yeah and then 
going Super Saiyan God, he like kind of gets smaller. Yeah, he bit. slims down. Yeah. Almost. And then there's Blue. If there's one thing that they ever decide to bring in from GT, which I kind of doubt they will, but I I think Super Saiyan Four is really cool. That's when the they like, they yeah. regrow like they're ape. Yeah, they they almost revert to original Saiyan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I always think I, I thought that was a really neat aspect. I loved Super Saiyan Four Gogeta. Yeah, when they fuse with the fusion dance, not the earrings. Mm-hmm. They fuse with the fusion dance and then go Super Saiyan Four, and their hair turns red. Yeah, oh my God, mm-hmm. so cool. I loved. Dragon Ball Z Budokai Tenkaichi 2 mm-hmm. on the Wii was like so fun because it reduced, and they kind of did it in um, Xenoverse mm-hmm. in a way, but uh, because it was on the Wii, <clears throat> they modded the controls so that the Wii remote okay, was like this little target. It was a targeting reticule. And it was always just, like, on the screen, right? And so you'd have the joystick, and, you know, like, A and B were, like, punch and kick or whatever. And then you had the joystick to, like, fly and move around and everything. Um, but when you would do super moves, like, you would hold, like, one of the triggers or something. And then you would, like, move the target. And, like... Uh, a move was assigned to each direction. So, for example, Krillin's Destructo Disc, you would move the target off the top of the screen and then back onto the screen. Mm-hmm. And then it would, like, activate him putting his hand up and doing Destructo Disc. Like, Kamehameha was yeah. literally, you would pull the controller back, like, to your hip and then push it forward and he would, like, do Kamehameha. So it was, like, yeah. really sweet. Um... But I, like, played that so fucking much. And I got to the point where, you know, I'm just, like, sitting on the couch, just, like, flicking my wrist, just, like, barely, you know, getting the target to go off screen or whatever. Mm -hmm. But anyways, Super Saiyan 4 Gogeta was a playable character, and he had, like, his, like, ultimate move was, like, ultimate Kaoken Kamehameha times 10 or some shit like that. (laughs) And it was just this fucking giant ass Kamehameha that like you know you initiate it and it like blood and zooms back and there's like a giant explosion on the side of the earth it Mm -hmm. was always so fun and satisfying to do that move it might be because the art style but for a long time those games whatever system they come out on I feel like you're always like oh shit this looks awesome because yeah the the style of the show is not like super intricate. No. So I feel like for a long time they've been able to capture what they want to, you know. Even the first when it came out, even the first Dragon Ball Z Budokai, mm-hmm. which was like there had been Dragon Ball Z games, but they were like really hard to find or they were import yeah. only and everything. Um or they were terrible. There were yeah. a couple really bad ones. Yeah. Budokai came out and it was like, oh shit. Like this is cool. Yeah. Know? And I think even on... I think it was on GameCube and maybe PS2? 3? PS3, probably. They were still able to pretty well capture, like, the charm of the show. Yeah. 
um, Xenoverse was amazing. The graphics on Xenoverse were great. Mm-hmm. Uh, the graphics on that new side-scrolling one look yeah incredible. That looks like you're watching Dragon Ball Super. Yeah, almost. It's yeah, it looks really good. And I think that would be a fun one to get really good at. Uh huh. That's like that's been the thing with fighting games for me is like a lot of fighting games look cool, but I'm never motivated. I feel like if mm-hmm. I put the time in, it's just like one of those things where if you're human and you put the time into a, a fighting game, you probably can get pretty decent at it. Right. I feel like anyone who really tried to could probably be all right. But it's just, you do have to put the time in. Because Otherwise, you, you'll you get just destroyed. Because the difficult thing, especially for me at least, and I'm sure in general, like the difficult thing about fighting games is like it's not that hard to learn all the moves the hard part is figuring out um, move combinations and then, you know, from that, finger-like combinations and patterns to yeah. string together multiple moves. Like, because I've seen people in Mortal Kombat, like, I was really into Mortal Kombat X, and I, like, saw videos of people getting, like, 50, 60 hit combos because they had figured out how to link yeah. all of these moves together. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's the hard part, is getting good and then being able to hit a person one time and just... It's almost like you have to put in um, the the moves ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, You have to think ahead, and you yeah. have to be putting in button combinations while your character cycles through the motions or every and everything. Yeah, there's like a there's an element to it that really it reminds me somewhat of watching like mixed martial arts. When you see people who are really good at actually fighting and then you see people who are really good at playing a fighting game, there is an element of overlap there where really good fighters in both worlds oftentimes will, in a way, they're able to anticipate what's coming before yes. their opponent does it. Yep. And you'll see this in some of these incredible, like, um, counter videos. Yeah. You know, or where someone just, they block something five times in a row, you know, and totally thwart the opponent's offense when they're playing someone who's also, like, world class. But that takes... That's more than being just good at pulling off moves. That's knowing right. what the person's doing and what they're probably going to do next. Right. And that only comes through playing people over and over and over again and probably losing a lot along the way. But, yeah, it's, uh, you're not going to be ready to compete online really against anyone. No. Unless you've put the time in. Everybody online is so good on fighting games. Yeah. I don't understand how. And then it's crazy that like even once you got to that level, you probably feel like you suck compared to a lot of people who are, who are playing online yeah. too. Which, that's one of the reasons why I feel like I've never bothered jumping in. And, you know. I seriously, it really is though, like 
you get online on any fighting game and you get your fucking ass kicked. Yeah. Like, even every if, time. Even if you're like, oh shit, I just beat the story mode on hard. I'm going to jump online and, and see how this translates. Ass kicked. <laughs> yeah. It's just a completely different world. Yeah, it's so crazy. I think I, I used to play... I got decent at Soul Calibur 5, mm-hmm. and I would play online sometimes. But, okay, so again, um, I was when I was living with Cody and Matt, and we would play online with our friend Jordan sometimes... And it was like we would all we would just rotate, you know, whoever loses or whatever. And like I was pretty good, and Jordan beat me every time. Mm-hmm. Like it was just like I couldn't, you know. I even knew a couple. I knew moves for multiple characters, mm-hmm. and just fucking beat me all. It's Cody beat me all the time too. I think a couple times I got I got through on Cody, and like if I used Maxi who had the nunchucks. Like, or nunchucks. Uh, if I use him, because he's just so fast and all over the place, sometimes I get, you know, some good shots in and win. But Cody was always better at it, too. Of course, Cody <coughs> plays, at least he used to play, like, Ninja Gaiden on, oh, yeah. on the hardest difficulty and, like, mm-hmm. beat it. I don't... Stop. <laughs> just stop, you know. Yeah. Did you see that video I posted recently of the guy beating the world record on Mario Brothers? I think it's like the five minute one. Yeah, yeah I've yeah. seen that before. That's pretty nuts. Yeah, it's an interesting video. Compared to like, I might have posted on there when I when I put that up that I was like really excited when I beat it like near ten minutes one time. Mm-hmm. And that felt really good. And it's like, okay, we'll shave that in half. <laughs> nope. Yeah. It's crazy to watch how precise people get with these things, you know? It's insane. And I I can't. I was uh, talking to Tyler today at work, and he said that this guy on his friends list just started playing the Bioshock Remastered collection the other, like, two days ago mm-hmm. and already platinumed the first game. And I'm like, it's like the 30th game he's platinumed. And I'm just Jesus. like, how? I look, sometimes I go to the trophy list on games and I look through them and I'm just like, these, some of these are fucking impossible. I feel good that I platinumed one game. I, I have never platinumed a game. You know who fucking has? Lindsay platinum until dawn, but and that was eighteen secret trophies. Mm-hmm. Didn't even know what they all were. Yeah, she fucking platinum that shit. Mm-hmm. I've never platinumed a game. I platinumed Assassin's Creed uh, Rogue. It's the only game I've ever platinum, and that's that speaks to how good that game is, and no yeah. one ever talks about it. Yeah, you've said that before. Such a good game. So underrated. I just, yeah, like, you know, sometimes, especially games that have a multiplayer trophy, you know, like, I could maybe go through and platinum, like, Uncharted, 
I mean, probably not because you have to beat it on crushing difficulty or whatever. Yeah. Um, like, if I had the desire, I could probably go through and platinum something like that. But then you've got online, and it's like, kill three people midair in the same match. Mm. What? <laughs> no! Like, snipe three people with one bullet. Yeah. Like, how often do you have to play that game to get that? Well, know? I feel like you have to have a, a desire to platinum the game, first of all. Right. I don't have You don't really luck into it, generally. Yeah. So... And that's why I was saying platinuming Rogue was a testament to how good I thought the game was. Because you had to play it. Yeah. You had to keep going. I didn't mind doing the extra to get it. And I still still want to platinum The Last of Us. And the reason I haven't yet, and I I want to platinum Metal Gear Solid V, that's another one. I will platinum Lawbreakers. I'll tell you right now and I'll let you know when I do. But... Most games, I just, I'm okay to go through, and then, okay. Yeah, you played it. it. You you got it. Yeah. But to want to complete something, that has to be a really good game for me. I'm not just the type of person who wants to platinum every game I buy. That's I don't have enough time to game. Mm -hmm. If if my schedule was completely wide open, I did nothing but play games, okay, fine, but... That's not the case, so you have to kind of pick and choose. I would probably, again, if it wasn't if it wasn't for the multiplayer component, I would probably platinum Doom. Mm-hmm. I just, I've only played a couple rounds of the multiplayer, and it was it's fun. Yeah, I didn't hate it, you know. But I played the beta. Yeah, and I thought it was really, I thought it was fun. But they added a bunch of new stuff recently. Did they? Yeah, because it was like I got on Steam. And it was like a, it's like an eight gig download or something for an update. And I was like, "What the fuck is all this?" And I guess they just, they decided to add in all of the DLC for free. Hmm. So all of the multiplayer stuff that you formerly had to pay for, they just released it, and it's all there now. So hmm. I might go back to that at some point. Yeah, yeah. Doom's it's fun. It was fun. I was going to say... Uh, oh, like, in Doom, I I made sure... I collected every single one of those little characters. Mm-hmm. I missed one. I am missing one, and I don't know where it is, and I haven't looked up where to find it yet. But, like, you can go through the levels, and it'll show, like, secrets, you know? And on most of the levels throughout that game, I have found every secret. Which is, like, something that I don't... I just don't do that, you yeah. know? But that, on Doom, I was just like, yep, I'm going to mm-hmm. find all these secrets. There's, like, there's, out of the, like, 15 or whatever, there's only two, there's two rune trials that I just could not fucking do. I mean, I, I only tried, you know, like, 80 times, so maybe if I try <laughs> another 80, but... It's funny to think about how, <laughs> how insane some of the, like, the waves get near the end of Doom. Yeah. When you, like, go into an area and all the doors close and now you just gotta fucking horde after horde and yeah yeah you see where you start off in the beginning of the game to where you end up oh my god yeah game is that game doesn't get talked about enough like I'm surprised they haven't announced Doom 2 yet I don't know why they haven't maybe just getting as much out of the first one as possible I guess 
It's so awesome. That's one of the, that's a first person shooter that I can fucking get behind. Yeah. I've always loved Doom. I've never owned it literally until the new one came out. Mm -hmm. But even as a kid, like playing Doom, my friend came over one time and I think brought Doom on PC disc, you know, Mm -hmm. and we played it. And I just, I love Doom. I never, I didn't play Doom as a kid. My friend, the only friend that I had when I was really little, you know, like when it when it came out, it had to have been like ninety two or ninety three. I, I I'm guessing on that, but that feels right. Um, I remember watching him play Wolfenstein, mm-hmm. the original, like putting in his floppy disks to play it, you know, and it was. I always thought PC gaming was so cool back then because I knew one person who had a, a computer he played games on. Yep. And I would just sit there and like I didn't even know how he was doing it really. Uh, I was just I just like watching him play. Yeah. I need to go through and actually beat the new order, Wolfenstein the New Order mm-hmm. and the Old Blood before the new one comes out. Yeah, I, I still need to play the old uh yeah, Old Blood, is that what it is? Yeah, that's the, that's the like... The expansion, yeah. if you will. It's not, yeah. a, it's not a full game, but yeah, mm-hmm. but it's not a DLC either. It's like a whole expansion, because they released it on disc. I, yeah, I miss the days when they were still called expansion packs. Yeah. So they were usually bigger. Uh-huh. It wasn't like ten minutes. This is like game. a whole new game, really. Yeah. It wasn't like, here's four more weapons. Yeah. Here are four more weapons and, like, two missions that you can yeah. go on. It was almost like... Or the Inju- like the Injustice DLC is just three new characters. Yeah. Like, come on. Expansion pack meant, like, it was an intermediate between a new game and, like... It was an improvement on the last game. Yeah. It was like, if we would have had some more time, here's what we would have done, you know? And, and usually got it maybe a year or two after a game came out, now a lot of DLC is just shit that is, like, ready when the game's released, but they hold it back. Yeah, so dumb. So. It's like, uh, even, even back as recent as, like, Elder Scrolls, like Morrowind and, uh, what was that? Oblivion. Oblivion. They would have. They had like expansion passes. I was like, isn't one of them like the Shivering Isles? Shivering or Isles and the Knights of the Nine. That's like, it's. I've never. I never played them, but I mm-hmm. feel like they're substantial enough to be yeah, called expansion like passes. New, There's new a whole worlds, new area. Yeah, yeah, with like new quests you can go on, mm-hmm. new armor sets, right. all this stuff, all that kind of stuff, and that's that's. I miss games like that. Like, I mm-hmm. wish there was a Doom expansion, you know? Or I wish... I don't know. I think the Horizon DLC is going to be yeah, kind seems... of an, a more of an expansion. The Witcher 3 did that. Did they? Yeah. It was like a full thing. Mm-hmm. And I still haven't played it. I need to, but I need to get through the second one. Yeah. Well, uh, one thing... Another thing I like about Lawbreakers is they stayed away from any sort of season pass there is no new shit that you can just buy uh-huh. like anything that they release for it they're just going to put out so like when new maps are ready if you bought the game you're just going to get them 
That's cool. And if That's new nice. armor sets come out, then they've got like stash drops, basically. Right, just like can, Overwatch. Yeah, and you might get those after certain rounds or whatever, but it's not like, hey, for $20 more, here's like five new guns and five... Cough, cough, Star Wars Battlefront. Did they do that? I haven't mm-hmm. paid much attention, but... Battlefront had a, had a season pass, and they released three DLCs. Now, some of the stuff was made available to all players, mm-hmm. but then there was, like, other stuff that was restricted that you had to pay for. Or it would be, like... I remember the first DLC was, like, the Bespin... No, not Bespin. It was, um... I think it was Tatooine. Mm-hmm. And it was, like... If you had the season pass, you instantly got, like, certain guns and star cards. Mm-hmm. But if you didn't have the season pass, they introduced HUD contracts. And it would be like, get 50 headshots with this gun, and then you'll get the gun that you would have gotten if you'd have paid for the season pass. So they, like, made... Certain aspects of the DLC were available to like earn. Yeah. But then like I could play the I could play the new maps and shit, but I didn't get like the weapons and, and that kind of stuff. And then they, they did Tatooine, Bespin, and Death Star were like the three DLCs. Did you play the Death Star one? No, I I stopped playing after the Tatooine DLC. Mm. You also um, got new heroes, but only if you paid for it. That just sucks. Yeah. And the shitty thing about um, newer games, online especially, when you're dealing with maps and stuff, is like, is they want to work those new maps in. If certain players, if you've got like a, a player base of well, just make it simple and say, like, a thousand players yeah. starting. And then you introduce a new map that was, like, paid DLC, and only half the people got it. Then you cut in half the amount of people that might be ready to play that map. And not all of them are going to be online at the same time, so then that dwindles it down even further. And it just... I think that sucks. You know? I would just either have them ready when the game comes out or or just fucking give people the, sh- the shit that wasn't ready and and let them have it yeah I mean I, I I don't know you should be able I guess to release more stuff if you want to as a developer but it just seems it seems a little shady to me and unethical to have something ready when a game releases and hold it back and say, well, I'm just going to release this three months from now and I'm going to charge you another $20. Because that means that it could have been included with the original game, you just didn't do it. It wasn't like you made more content and then you had to sell that. Realistically, gamers are paying $150 for a complete game nowadays. Maybe not 150. Gamers are paying like 120. Mm-hmm. You know. Or even do this. What if it was like if it was like, okay, we're gonna have this DLC that's going to add to your online experience. 
we're going to have like 10 new maps over the course of the year or something like that. And like all these different characters and new armor sets and whatever. New guns. So we are going to charge you $80. This game is going to cost $80, like it or not. So you buy it, and then when it comes out, that's it. Uh -huh. Then you don't have a split player base where it's like... Oh, half, I didn't get the DLC. Yeah, and like half the people can't play these maps now. And then that makes like matchmaking take longer for the people who do have those maps because you don't have as many people to pull from because not everyone bought the DLC. I, I, you know, I love Star Wars and everything, so I pre-ordered Battlefront at GameStop, and the guy was like, oh, do you want the regular or the deluxe edition? And I was like, I mean, I guess the deluxe edition, you know, yeah. because it's, I got the deluxe edition for the last Battlefront, and it's like, it's 80 bucks, and it, like, comes with fucking nothing. Really? It, it, like... <laughs> What's I'm not gonna, about it? I can't really complain about it because I'm fucking buying it. Like, yeah. I, you know. But what separates it? From it if you get the deluxe edition, you automatically get like a couple star cards, and one of them is like Yoda's lightsaber. Like you max out his lightsaber mastery, like right from the beginning, as like a hero. Mm -hmm. And then like I think it's like you get one or two other star cards or I don't know if they have star cards still but it's the time there's nothing nothing really special about it and I'm, I've, it's probably might have a different cover yeah you know you like a steel book or anything nope. or no it's really like I said I'm not I'm trying no, I'm not complaining about it that much because I'm still buying it mm -hmm. but it really is not that different from the standard edition, and it's kind of just like why, like why, why, am I, why are you charging me twenty more dollars for like this barely there content, you know? Hmm. But maybe that's the problem with the gaming industry. Which is like, well, I'm still gonna buy it for eighty dollars, even though it doesn't come with anything special <laughs> or too special, you know. Whereas, like on the flip side. I bought Lindsay the uh, Take Your Heart edition of Persona 5, which was like $120, but it fucking came in a giant box. She got a steelbook game. She got an art book, a yeah. soundtrack, a replica school bag uh, from the, that the kids use in the game, and a plushie of one of the characters. Yeah, that's like, a good I'd deal. pay $120 for that. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah I was, uh, how do you feel about like collector's editions of games that have no physical copy like Sonic Mania for the Switch there's I don't think there's a f physical copy in general I know there's not one for the Switch though uh -huh. so if you buy it you get like the deluxe box and then you get this cool Sonic statue and some other stuff, but there's no physical copy of the game. That's yeah, that's dumb. Like if you you're get gonna... like a you, well, it comes with like I think it, it's sort of like a it looks like a Genesis cartridge, but it's got a code on it that you 
type in for the digital download, download. from the store. Yeah. What do you think? If the package it, it, is cool it, yeah, enough. Yeah, it depends. It depends on the extent of the deluxe edition because, like, and the price is like, I think the price is only like sixty four ninety nine or something like that. And you get like a statue. If it's a nice statue. Yeah. I'm gonna. I'll pull up a picture. So uh, because, can... like, uh, Lara Croft, like Cradle of Light or something light. There was a DLC. DLC. There was an uh, a PSN game that was a Tomb Raider game. I remember that. Yeah. And it had a deluxe edition come out, and it didn't come with the game, and it didn't really come with didn't really come with anything. Like yeah. it was just a weird. Something or other, you know? Mm-hmm. See, that's fucking worth it. I get it. You get that? I get that. If you're going to put out a deluxe edition and not actually include the game, yeah. that's how you do it. You get a Sonic statue of him standing on a Genesis, and they don't make a lot of Sonic statues. Yeah. So that's... Well, I don't know. I'm not a Sonic super fan. And I did read that, like... He's standing on a, he's standing on a Genesis console, and if you flip the switch, it does the Sega. That's cool. Which is yeah, it's a twelve-inch statue. That's hefty. Yeah, like, that's and Sega cartridge cast with a golden ring. That's fucking cool. Metallic collector's card with download key. That's yeah, like that is a a worthy deluxe edition. And because is, essentially, or, and it's like seventy dollars, which is what you would pay for the statue alone. Yeah. So it's like you're paying for the statue, and then you also get the full game mm-hmm. plus this cool little cartridge, right? Which you wouldn't have gotten otherwise, you know. And honestly, maybe a statue like that might be more expensive, mm-hmm. you know. Typically, yeah. So that I think is worth it. But if you're going to release a deluxe edition without an actual game. That's how you do it. So it's really touchy on that. Yeah. Didn't they do that for Resident Evil? It was like the house. It didn't come with the game. game. I don't think so. But I think that was considerably more expensive. See, that I think is kind of silly. Mm -hmm. Like, at that point, don't, don't claim it's, it's an addition of the game. Yeah. Just release the house and say... From Resident Evil 7 Biohazard. Yeah. Own the house. You know, mm-hmm. Like, don't say, oh, this is the elite edition of Resident Evil 7, but it doesn't come with the game. All you really are paying for is the model of the house. Yeah. That's that's dumb. Because I would pay $135 for it if it fucking came with the game. Yeah. You know? But if it didn't come with the game, it's like, why am I pre-ordering this model house? I feel like the most expensive game that I ever pre-ordered was probably the special edition of Skyrim. With the giant um, dragon statue. Mm-hmm. There is... Zam has a Horizon Zero Dawn statue, because she got the, like, Elite Edition or whatever, and it's, yeah. the statue is so nice. Is it? It's so nice. I still really want the the Doom statue. Like, it's like 120, I think. Mm-hmm. 
but it has a reverse statue. I want it so bad. <clears throat> I was bummed out. I'm bummed that Star Wars hasn't come out with any kind of deluxe edition. But they have the deluxe, but they don't have like a statued edition, you yeah. know? Which bums me out. Like, I feel like they could really do something cool. Well, yeah, they have more than enough characters yeah, to, to put a statue in. People are going to go and buy. Do you think Thrawn will ever be in a Star Wars game? I haven't watched Rebels, so I don't know what like his fate is, mm-hmm. and I haven't read his new book either. I, I Do you wanted have to, his new book. No, I wanted to buy it in hardcover, and then I kind of just decided to wait for paperback. Mm. I don't like. I don't know why. I I just having a little like paperback that isn't pocket sized, but like you can stick it in your back pocket, is way more satisfying to me than hardcover books for some really? reason. Yeah. I don't I know why. I love holding a hardcover book. I love hardcover graphic novels. Yeah. Like, I prefer to buy deluxe edition graphic novels that have hardcovers because, number one, they normally come with alternative cover art. Mm-hmm. And number two, they're nice and big. You know, they're taller than, like, normal hardback books. They're just, like, big, hefty books. But I don't, I don't know. Like... For Star Wars books, I'm just like, give me the light, the little pocket-sized paperbacks. Yeah. Maybe it's just because, like, when I was really reading a lot of Star Wars, I would read mostly in my car before and on break at work. Mm-hmm. Before working on break at work. And, like, hardcover books just... They don't translate to, like, being transported very well. Yeah. You know? I like the just little hand hand-sized books. So I'm going to wait for Thrawn's book and paperback, honestly. Long story, but... Do I think he'll ever be in a game? I don't know. I hope so. We'll see. I need to keep an eye out for Force Friday, I think is coming up soon, and they're supposed to be... I don't know if it's happening on Force Friday, but they're supposed to be releasing a Thrawn Black Series figure, and I want two of them it's gotta be getting close to normally they're gonna do like last year force friday was like on my birthday Mm -hmm. september 4th so there it should be coming up very soon i was gonna say that they have to be announcing pre-orders or pre if you want to call them that for For uh, tickets tickets for the movie yeah the new movie i would imagine do you think they'll make a Vader movie after this one? How would you feel about that? A uh, Darth Vader movie starring Hayden Christensen? Well, but if but if he's playing Vader, then it's not really Hayden Christensen. But just no. What if, if you knew it was him? No. And I'd maybe like you wouldn't like that. No, it'd be fine. Oh, it'd be fine. If it, okay. If Hayden Christensen put on Darth Vader's outfit and did an entire movie as Darth Vader, I wouldn't care. Because it's probably going to be James Earl Jones doing the voice. But what if they... What if you got some stuff behind the scenes where he takes it off? I think that'd be interesting. You get to see more of him operating outside of his role as just like the guy in the mask. And you go more into like what he's doing in his everyday, day-to-day, if you will... 
and see his struggle as Anakin. That could be interesting, although, I mean, I don't know how much is canon and everything, but there is a Darth Vader comic going on right now, and they're pretty much establishing that after he becomes Darth Vader, he just goes around killing all the Jedi. So, I think making a movie could be cool... And I even think some behind the stuff, behind the scenes stuff might be cool. But if it wasn't about him just like killing the Jedi, then I think it would be a little misled. If it was, if it was more about, I'm sorry. If the movie wasn't about him just killing the Jedi after Mm -hmm. Order 66, Mm -hmm. I feel like the movie would be a little, it would veer off course because that's it was established in the old canon and it's been pretty established in the new canon that like he becomes Darth Vader and then helps the Emperor execute Order 66 until all the Jedi are gone and then he like then Rogue One happens I don't know if anyone's ever talked about this I feel like someone probably has what if you went behind the scenes and found out that during his time as Darth Vader he has a change of heart and does something to help the resistance win ultimately no because he doesn't have that change of heart until he's dying in Luke's arms well maybe that's what they wanted you to think but there's something else some other part of the story like years prior to that that he does to set in motion something that gets the ball rolling. I think or, that takes away from like the darkness of the character. Like, okay, well then what about what about if his movie dealt with a time when maybe he could have made a decision to to go back to the other side and doesn't and he chooses again to to be completely opposite of what he could have been. I think that would be more in in line with like his character and everything. I think you know a lot of Star Wars is the story of Darth Vader. The first six movies are really the story of Darth Vader. Um, but I think they're in order for this that end where he kind of comes around and you know wants to see his son and everything. In order for that to be as effective as it is, he needs to be totally evil for that amount of time. Mm -hmm. From episode 3 to episode 6. The end of 3 throughout episode 6. Like, he needs to be the dark force that he is because that's why he's, like, respected and that builds his whole character into this great villain of our time. So what if it was pre-episode 3 that he has this secondary struggle that But happens? pre-episode 3 is just the Clone Wars, which, number one, there's a whole TV show about already. Is he featured heavily in it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but Star Wars The Clone Wars. It's all about Anakin and Obi-Wan fighting the Clone Wars. Like, the well, whole six... Uh, well, I guess I should say, like, how much time elapses between... Episode, I, I Sorry, I didn't mean episode 3. I meant between episode 3 and 4, I guess. You'd have this 
untold How much time is there? Yeah. There's supposed to be like 17 years. So maybe sometime during that 17 years, Vader has another internal struggle for some reason where it presents him with an option to leave the Darth Vader persona behind and join, you know, the light again. And I guess it wouldn't be that bad, you know. But he would have to choose to be oh, yeah, dark side. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, um, it wouldn't be that bad, but But maybe you'd I be think, maybe they could they could do it in a way where they do this build throughout the movie up to this point and yeah, even yeah. though you kind of know what's coming, you're still crushed when it happens. When he betrays like these people that helped him yeah. or did something. Like maybe for it him. looks like he's he's gonna do something, or maybe he did you think maybe he did something to help the resistance, and then it gets to the end of the movie, and he just... It but the was, whole thing's a fucking trap. Yeah. What if yeah. he, like, feeds a bunch of information out, or whatever it is, or helps people, or gets... Mm-hmm. And then, like, they all convene somewhere, and he, like, just fucking kills them all. Like that yeah. Group. Kills them all. That would be cool. Um... I don't know. Although, I'm tired of Darth Vader. Like, yeah. I love the character and everything, but if they did a Darth Vader solo movie, like, I'd just be like, come on. Like, we need something else. I am tired of Darth Vader. Like, when they announced they had a Darth Vader comic, Marvel did, so that's canon. They had a Darth Vader comic. They canceled that comic, and then they were like, hey, we're going to come out with a new Star Wars comic. Guess what it's called? Darth fucking Vader. Like, you just did this comic. Mm-hmm. And now you're making another one with a different writer, and you're just going to be at a different point in Darth Vader's career as Darth Vader? I don't fucking care anymore. Mm-hmm. I want... This is why I'm butthurt about the expanded universe. It was so rich, and there was so much shit that Dark Horse Comics was putting out that was just like, hey, this is never going to be in a fucking movie, but it's canon for Star Wars. And then Disney was just like, nah, fuck all that. And, like, thank God they brought Thrawn back. Like, yeah, thank you, Disney, for that. Mm-hmm. But I'm so sick of hearing about the movie characters. I don't want to hear about the movie characters anymore. Already, it's been, like, two years. Three yeah. years. You know, it's been three years since, like, this all happened. And I'm just like, I want to hear about the characters that exist 500 years from now in the Star Wars universe. Or even other characters in that same time yeah. that you haven't heard about yet. Yeah. Because there's so much there. Not, not yeah, exactly. Not the ones I've heard about. There's a Cassian and K2SO comic book. I'm like, mm-hmm. don't care. They were in the movie. I don't really care about their backstory. I mean, K2SO is really cool. There's a Rogue One adaptation comic book. I'm like, I saw this movie. Mm-hmm. Give me... What was Jin Erso doing while she was growing up? It's yeah. not in the fucking movie. It's she gets taken by um, Saul Guerrero as a child, and then all of a sudden she's some vigilante adult that has caused a little bit of trouble for the Empire here and there. But she fought alongside Saul Guerrero, and he abandoned her, and he all like. Disney needs to be putting out that comic book, not giving me an adaptation of Rogue One in comic form. It, well, it's the same shit with, like, what Marvel does. 
Well, that's what I mean. Marvel needs to be putting out that comic book. No, well, I was going to say what Marvel does with their, their movie. Anytime there's a movie adaptation, I've never once been tempted to pick it up and read it. It's like yeah. Spider-Man 2, the movie adaptation comic book. Like, who fucking cares? It's not, it wasn't a comic. I don't need a comic of this. It's in your cinematic universe. Right. I've already seen the movie. Yeah. I don't need to read back through it as a comic book. Yeah. It's And they do that with, like, every single movie they release, too. I feel like I always see that. It's like, Thor, the movie, the comic. No. Right. I don't want to read it. Like, I'm just going to watch it if I want to experience it. And I have to wonder, like, are there that many people out there? I mean, I guess... Or else they wouldn't keep doing it. But why would you... Now, speaking of characters that exist, but, like, they're coming out with a comic of... I'm actually super down. They're coming out with a Captain Phasma miniseries. And I'm like, okay, because what happened to Captain Phasma in Force Awakens? She has, like, four lines and then gets thrown down a garbage chute. Yeah. Who is she? Where did she come from? How did she become Captain Phasma? Why does she have silver armor from the Emperor's ship? Mm-hmm. Like, why is she a captain? How badass is she? They're coming out with a comic book about her backstory, and we're just like, thank fucking God! Mm-hmm. You know? Like, that's what I want to know about. I don't... I, Cassian was a lead character mm-hmm. in, in Rogue One. Move on. What was Jin's dad doing? You know, mm-hmm. like... When he was originally designing the Death Star and then left and becomes a moisture farmer, like, what was he doing? Mm-hmm. Like, again, what was Jin doing while she was growing up with Saw Guerrera? Well, you want expansion, you know? It's the reason why, well, I get tired of seeing, like, the same character's action figure released 50 times. Yeah. When there are other ones who've never been released from these... It can be any franchise, you know, but you look at it, it's like the Spider-Man movie action figures they released. It's like you've got a bunch of different variations of Spider-Man, and some in suits that he never wore in the movie, that you've never seen before, but then you don't have, like, any of the thugs, you know, you've got, like, the Vulture, and that's like... And that's it. And then you're going to give me, like, five different Spider-Men to choose from. It's like, well, okay, well, if I buy all of those, I've still got one bad guy to fight. Right. If I'm a little kid playing with these or something, or even a collector, you like to see some variation, you know? It's just like, as I point to my several different Shawn Michaels. and and Shawn Michaels. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Just just more more wrestling figures of the same wrestler. (laughs) Well... But you have three different Resident Evil 4 figures. I do. I have three different Walking Dead figures up there. Yeah. You have, uh, you know, two... Well, you have three turtles. I don't typically buy the same things over and over again. No. And all, of the, all the ones that I do have of the same figure come from different series. Right. It's I not mean, like they were all released in the same series and it was the only one you could get at the time. You know, so I I have four Thrawn figures. Mm-hmm. You know, but if they only released Thrawn figures, if it was like they released a series and it was like 
five Thrawn figures in one of a different character, you feel like, why couldn't you have mixed in some other characters right. into this particular series? Right. It just yeah. seems silly. I don't know. I just want the Thrawn Black Series figure. There's an STCC exclusive version that comes with like his throne room mm-hmm. set up. Like it's almost like a, it's very small, but it's almost like a playset. Yeah, and I want that one too. But that's gonna be like a, you know, that'll be like a big goal at some point. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure you can buy a Thrawn bust, like probably about that size, like a 12 inch, but it's just a a bust. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's available too, but I literally want like any merch that Thrawn has. I, I want it. And he, luckily, he doesn't even have that much. Yeah. So you can keep up with it for now. Yeah. I have his pop vinyl, I have his old Kenner figure, I have his new Hasbro figure, and I have his Lego figure. Get two Black Series, eventually get the SDCC Black Series, and then get a bust. And that, that literally should be all of it. Andrew doesn't think Thrawn is that great, and I told him to shut the fuck up <laughs> at the party. Well, someone threw up and someone didn't, so. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I suppose. Yeah, we're. It's probably a good spot. We're nearing an hour and a half, so. Good, yes. All right, well, um, here comes your outro. Hope you chefs enjoyed that one. We did. Yeah. We enjoyed some, some fine beer, some dream sickle. Yes. From Mad Tree. We're going to enjoy some different beer next week. Something. Monster Movies comes out next week. Yeah, a new episode of Monster Movies. What By do you have way, coming up? Uh, Halloween. 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 Halloween coming up on Monster Movies. Yep. Next week. Next Wednesday. Wednesday. Yep. Wednesday. Um, next Friday is the release of our official music video for The Predator. Uh, you might see it early if you've pre-ordered the album. Yeah. Thank you to everybody that has. Uh, make sure you check us out all over the internet because we are everywhere. We're like a disease. Uh, you can start at superdivorceme.com. That's our mother base. Uh, you can pretty much link to everything from there, but you can also find us on facebook.com slash superdivorce, Instagram at superdivorceband, Twitter at superdivorce, and absolutely make sure you go to indiegogo.com and search Super Divorce because we have a pre-order campaign for our new album. Uh, again, like we said in the intro, we don't need the money to make the stuff that we are selling. We have some of it already. Yeah. It's it's going to happen regardless, but please, it's just an easy way to guarantee yourself a copy. It, it's an easy platform for us to use. Right. So just head on over to Indiegogo.com and search Super Divorce. And get yourself a T-shirt or a vinyl or a cassette or an album or and it's all discounted right now. Yeah, and it's all discounted. So if you're going to buy something, if you like us and you like the movie, movie, haha, <laughs> that's all I care about. Yeah. If you like the uh, music, you can get in on it. 
for like 12 to 50 percent off yeah so and, why not uh, next week i'm gonna pretend that we're gonna talk about interspace next week and we'll see what happens it's turning into old man logan it is turning into old man logan so uh yeah but thanks chefs for listening and we will catch you guys next time yeah see you later bye bye